and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Talking Bollocks and it's me. Yes. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome one and all. And if it's your first time, welcome as well. And I always do that. I always say if you've never been, if you if you haven't listened before, then, you know, hello. And I, yeah, it's the same old intro, I'm afraid. So let's get straight into it, shall we? Uh, straight, straight into it. There you go. Um, I am Howard H. Smith, lead singer of Rebooted UK Thrash Band Acid Rain. You can find us at acidrain.co.uk, at acidrainukac on Twitter, and acidrain, uh, dot forward slash thrash at Facebook. Um, you can also, I also do stand up, keithplatt.co.uk. Um, you're also listening to this podcast. Uh, some podcasts will tell you how to get hold of the podcast. I've never really quite fucking understood that because if you're listening, then why would you need telling? where you can get the podcast from but of course I should uh, do a little reminder here you can find the podcast also you can find it on YouTube you can find it all about the rock which is .co.uk which is the site that allows me to do this and hosts it so please do pay them a visit as always and um uh, you can get it through any, usually any podcast app. If you can't, tweet me, whatever, and I'll make sure that it, it's in that app for you. Just you. Just you, little listener. So, um, that's all the bullshit. Um, if you're on iTunes and you're getting this through um, through iTunes, you know, not ideal because Apple are cunts, but there you go. Um, but I don't blame you. You're not. You're brilliant. You're smart. You're great. You're listening to this. Hey, so cool. But if you happen to be stopping by on iTunes, please do chuck a review on there. Say whatever you like. Um, I haven't got iTunes, so I can't fucking have a look at the reviews anyway. <laughs> but people tell me there are some good ones on there. So thank you very much. It is very much appreciated. And occasionally, um, uh, I've got friends who've got iTunes, poor fuckers, and they let me look at... Uh, I go around their house and say, Oh, can I open your iTunes and, uh, and look at how my podcast is doing? Because my ego's fucking rampant. Um, but anyway... Um, the one thing I should mention is, please, whatever you do, don't fucking stream these podcasts, you idiot. No. Wait till you've got some Wi-Fi and download them. Then you can listen to them whenever you like. Even, if you're like me and live in London, on the tube, underground. Wow. Isn't technology great? When it works. I'd say what? That's one phrase, hey? Oh, isn't technology great? When it works. Well, isn't anything great when it works? A car's great when it works. And when it fucking doesn't, it's just a lump of metal costing you money. For fuck's sake. TV, that's good when it works. And when it doesn't, it's just a big black fucking mirror. For fuck's sake. Yes, I'm in ranting mood, fuckers. Oh, yes. So let's get straight down to it. Jesus Christ, you would have thought James Hetfield had fallen into some sort of interdimensional vortex. Not had his fucking mic unplugged when he was when they were performing with Lady Gaga. Everybody calm down. What a sad, sad time that was. To see all of those, see all metal sites, see all people who are into metal, all commenting, oh, this, oh, oh, Hetfield was angry. Oh, it's like, fucking hell, what is this? Have I, have I suddenly been transported to another world, a parallel universe? Not a vortex, but a parallel universe where for some reason people are into metal, behave like they're into gossip, just like the mainstream fucking media and their celebrity worshipping bullshit. Rip. So his mic didn't work. Hetfield was upset. Oh, he kicked the mic stand over and threw his five grand guitar at his roadie. He had every right to be upset. But is it really fucking news? Is it really worth all of the... I was going to say column inches because I'm that fucking old. But is it really worth everybody getting out their fucking prams about? Lars Ulrich being interviewed by James Corden asked about it. Fuck off. Who gives a shit? 
and Lars, please. Him going, oh, it was so organic, you know. I, I don't know. Let's let's try a Lars impression, shall we? Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, it was uh, kind of... <laughs> That's fucking terrible, isn't it? Hey, you fuckers. Uh, what the fuck was that? Anyway, basically, he was going, oh, I'm, I'm ditching the the impression. But he's saying, oh, yeah, it was so organic with, with her, you know. She's got metal in her veins and, you know. It's it's definitely going to be what, not going to you're not going to be a one-off. And she was like a fifth member. And you're making me fucking puke, Lars. You mean, just like Lou Reed was, shut the fuck up. Just how big a hole in your finances has through the never left that you have to fucking do this shit, okay? Now, it's and that's all it is, folks. That's all it is. One giant marketing exercise, okay? And, uh, uh, I mean, was it musically valid? Anybody out there prefer the version of Moth into Flame with Lady Gaga on it to the one that... Have it? No, I thought not. And let's face it, it's one of the only decent songs on that fucking album, eh? Jesus Christ. So, yeah. <laughs> Take a breath, Howard. Take a breath. Haven't had an aneurysm yet. By the way, if you're new to the podcast, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> welcome. Um, that wasn't actually the first thing on my uh, on my little uh, my little menu of things to talk about, but it just really fucking annoyed me. You know, just even people I know messaging me going like, "Oh, have you seen?" I don't fucking care. I really don't. I mean, there is much bigger things in the world. I mean, it was, it was, it was just, it, the metal world reacted like the celebrity world reacted to the wrong Best Picture Oscar being read out. Like it was, you know, oh, and the hostess forgot to introduce Metallica. What? So no, none, no, nobody knows who they were then? Are you telling me there's people watching that going, oh, it's Lady Gaga with some, some bunch of old blokes playing metal. I don't know who they are. And do you know what? If those people are sat there going, I don't know who they are, then they've been living under a rock, and who gives a fuck? I mean, really? Oh, they've been disrespected. Oh, that was, yeah, that's Corey Taylor. I mean, I like Corey Taylor, but his latest, uh, Metallica were dis- disrespected by the Grammys. Fucking do me a favour, Corey. Somebody, uh, uh, somebody introducing them forgot to mention that, forgot to mention who they are, right? One of the biggest bands on the planet, big fucking deal. And somebody, shit happens, someone unplugged a cable they weren't supposed to. Shit happens, it happens all the time. And believe it or not, folks, it happens to Metallica too. That kind of shit happens to the rest of us bands all the fucking time. So just everybody, back in your box. Back in your box. Not news, not interesting. A cable got unplugged. That's it. A band name didn't get mentioned, and a cable got unplugged. And that is somehow sending shockwaves throughout the metal world. If it bothered you, get a fucking life. Actually, the only person who had the right to be bothered about it, and by all accounts was very bothered about it, was Hetfield. So can we just leave it at that? Oh, James looked angry, didn't he? Oh, I've never seen... I haven't seen James that angry for a long time. Oh, that was like the old James. Oh, fuck off. Stop obsessing, will you? Fucking pack it in. Grow up. Seriously. Fucking anyway, <laughs> um, I have to say though, at the, s- <laughs> the very same, the very same Grammys, um, Megadeth winning a Grammy and um, and the Grammys playing Master of Puppets. If anybody, anybody has the right to be really fucked off about how he was treated by the Grammys, it's Dave Mustaine playing Master of Puppets as they win their Grammy. And it quite clearly meant a lot to him, and that's fair enough, because he's, he's big into these things, you know, because he wants to be in Rock and Roll Hall of Flame, which is never going to happen, Dave. Rock and Roll Hall of Flame. Yeah, that's basically for um, the best barbecuers in uh, it, it, throughout history, people who've created great barbecue uh, dishes 
they get into the um, they get into the um, the Hall of Flames. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, is where Dave wants to be, and he was he was obviously really pleased about it. <laughs> and he was asked about like you know oh they were playing you know Master of Puppets or how do you feel about that? And he was really cool about it. He was really cool about. It. I'm first first to give Dave Mustaine. Um, a hard time over the some of the fucking dickhead things he says, but do you know what? He he took that with good grace. He didn't let it spoil his night. He was he was really cool about it. So you know, fair fucks to the Mustang on that one. You know he's he's come out of that very well. By the way, I'm not saying all the fuss and nonsense about Metallica was was their fault, but I am just fucking disappointed in the way the metal community responded to it. Like you know, like I don't know, the fucking their favorite fucking. Dessert had been ruined or something. I just I don't know the the, the analogy doesn't work, but you know what I mean. You know the point I was trying to make. Um, so anyway, what else has been going on? Um, the, and now something. This is um, uh, on on the complete flip side of this. Um, some of you will remember um, in, me interviewing Steve Grimmett just before Christmas. We had a right old chat, and I was saying what a lovely guy he is, and we got on really well. And you know, it was just really cool to catch up. Um, and unfortunately. The news um, since the last podcast is that um, while Steve was in South America, he got an infection in his leg and he's had to have um, the bottom half of, um, I think it's left his left leg, um, amputated. It is, yeah, fucking hell. If you didn't know, yeah, check it out. Go fucking look for the news. It's shocking stuff. Um, he seems to be remaining as upbeat as ever. I mean, he's, uh, uh, but it's just absolutely, I mean, stuff like that, you just, you know, you don't really expect that to happen to people in bands for some reason. I mean, in a band, and, you know, I don't know, you know, but it's just, it, why is it that shit like this always happens to the good people? Hey, when does Nicky Six fucking accidentally get his legs broken? Never happens, does it? Vince Neil falls off a motorbike, bounces up like he's made of rubber. Guy from Suicide Silence falls off his motorbike, dead. What the, where's the fucking justice in this world? Well, there isn't. And if you spend any time trying to find any, you're wasting your fucking time. And don't be looking in that stupid centuries-old book either. You ain't going to find any in that. Um, but anyway, I've, 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 I do apologise. I, I didn't mean to be disrespectful. I've, I, the whole point is that um, I send Steve my sincere wishes. Not that I'm, I'm sure I'm not that he just listens to this podcast. Um, but um, it's just a, it's a terrible thing. It's a, a really, really terrible thing. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just really, really, really sad to hear that. Really sad to hear that. Um, so, I, I, again, I'm, 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 I'm going to move on, but I'm, I'm really, really heartfelt. Um, yeah, it's just horrible. It, fuck, it really is. It really is. Um, and I, I haven't got anything more enlightening to say than that, really. Um, it's just a real fucking shame. It really is. Um, now, something that I haven't made a note of that I do want to talk about is um, today, which is February the 27th, going to get this out on February 28th, just making it the uh, February podcast, as you might have noticed. Um, I've been hanging on for some other interviews that didn't quite come off, so they'll they'll be in another, they'll be in next month's edition. That's why um, I tend to be coming up to the line at the moment. Um, but anyway... Uh, Acid Rain, we released a press release today saying that we were going to be um, releasing a new single, which is called um, <laughs> The Man Who Became Himself. I nearly forgot. I've just spent three days in Wales um, recording it. What a session that was. Fucking hell. A, a, a job of work for all of us, it really was. 
Um, if you if you ever if you ever see me, ask me about the recording of that single because boy, we went through some fucking mount. We had to climb some mountains, and we were in Wales. And I mean, figurative, figuratively, not literally, but fucking hell, ask me. Anyway, um, uh, we recorded the single. Been away three days doing that, and I got back last night, absolutely knackered, but. Put the press release out today, and um, and straight away, you know, people are saying, "Oh, is it coming out on vinyl? Oh, is it coming out on CD? Oh, why don't you put it out on vinyl? Oh, why don't you? Why don't you do a CD single? Oh, why don't you?" Now, look, I, I I'm for some reason, okay. Um, I don't want to sound like Michael Sweet, who is amazed that they have like two and a half million followers on Facebook, and yet they don't, you know, that doesn't translate into record sales and all the rest of it. What I need to, uh, what I want to try and communicate to you guys is. When you see all of these people posting on social media saying, yeah, I'll buy one, yeah, I'll buy one, I buy all my music, and all that, I just want to tell you, right, that's fucking bollocks. That is bullshit. Because I've got the stats behind our music, okay? I can log in and have a look. And I can tell you that 80% of our music, an old school thrash band, is streaming. Okay, and these fucking keyboard heroes who, for some reason, feel the need to type things like "I buy all my music," you know, oh, thrash never died. No, it, it, thrash never died. No, it went to fucking sleep though for a good fucking decade or more. Um, oh yeah, you know, I, oh, I'll buy one. Oh, it's fucking bullshit. It really is. I mean, I I remember a few years ago we said like, oh, who'd buy an acid rain sweatshirt? And this was coming up to Christmas. Oh my God, one of the most popular posts we'd done up to that point. People going, yeah, I buy one. We had some done. How many we sell? Yeah, about twelve. It's fucking bullshit. It really is. And and you know, I all I want to say to you people out there who do buy music, fucking love you, fucking love you. Okay. And you and your 10 or 20 mates, you might all buy music. And you might think that lots of other people out there are like you and buy music. And therefore, you know, bands like us would, you know, put it out. No, because it turns out, basically, it's fucking bollocks. Yeah, there isn't loads of you out there buying music. You are the fucking few. You are cool as fuck. We all love you. Bands love people like you. But you are the you please take that on board people saying oh wow cd single oh why don't you put plan of the damned and the the um the man who became himself on a cd single well here's why for a start cd singles went out with the fucking arc nobody's put a cd single out since about 2008 it's too expensive for fuck's sake and that's for loads of people straight away oh is it gonna be on vinyl is it gonna be on vinyl like plan of the damned no and do you want to know why because we've still got shit loads of fucking plan of the damned which no one's bought so we're not about to make loads of vinyl when we've still got a pile from the last single I mean, how fucking, how stupid and irresponsible and what a fucking waste of money that would be. Oh, why don't you crowdfund a CD single? Really? Why don't you cram it up your ass? No, look, I realise these are people saying, these are things they want, and so they're suggesting ideas for us to do so they can get what they want. And I, I, I get that. But what I'm trying to say, and the point I'm trying to make is, if a CD single or vinyl was a good idea, we'd do it. Not averse to selling music, not averse to having people buy our stuff. But the simple fact is, not enough people do. 
It's that simple. And somebody was saying, why don't you crowdfund a CD single? The simple reason is because I wouldn't want to spend two months doing a crowdfunding and, and putting all the time and, pre- and energy that is required to do something like that to prove everybody wrong and prove us right when we set a threshold that it, that it gets nowhere near. Simple as that. I mean, people, CDs are the least purchased format, for fuck's sake. CD singles, not happening, you know. Now, um, I know that, you know, this is just somebody from a band talking here. But the next time you see one, you know, you see a band and you say, oh, why aren't you doing this? Oh, why? There's a reason they're not doing it. There is a reason they're not releasing it on your favourite format or in a package that you especially want. There's a reason. And that's because when you're a band, you have to make decisions and you have to release stuff based on the overall vibe, based on what you, you know, based on the whole audience, not on a few. So, you know, you know, people, individuals post what they individually want and want to know what, and then when you try and be reasonable and say, well, here's why not, it's like, oh yeah, but why, and it's like, right, okay, well, who, who here is in a band and, you know, without wanting to sound like a cunt, who here in a band actually knows what they're talking about and who here is arguing from the point of view of something that they want? There you go. Okay, I said it. I don't want to be, I'm not having a go at people. I guess I am. Fuck it. I am. I am. It just gets frustrating sometimes when basically McNobby Punter decides he's going to tell you what you should be doing with your band and your... Like, like, there's not hours and hours of work in going on behind the scenes, and every single decision is made with all the information at hand that, that other people don't have, but hey, fuck it, I've got a keyboard and, a, and half a brain, I'm going to tell them what to do. Yeah, well, you know, maybe that's a rather selfish point of view, and you're just actually talking about what you want, as opposed to what is actually possible for the band to do. So... There you go. That's it in a roundabout kind of way. That's what I'm saying. Is that, you know, if it's if it's not there, it's not there for a reason. Simple as that. You know, and I'm 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 t- I'm not going to have any more discussions on on Facebook with people where they say, "But what about this? What about ah, yeah, but and you explain why not?" And then it, and then you start and it's like and it's like I'm I'm fucking I've been, I, I, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm in the band. We've been doing. I've been, you know, I've been involved in the music business quite a lot over the period of my life, and I'm arguing with a bin man who wants a CD single and has decided that he knows the best way for this to move forward. Yeah, brilliant, fucking brilliant. Anyway, look, sorry, I, that, you know, there, there you go. Anyway, fuck it. Skip this bit if you didn't like it. Fuck it. I don't care. Um, so. Uh, some cool. I, by the way, um, there is two vocalists on this uh, podcast. I was waiting on a third, and that's why the podcast is late, and and it didn't happen. So there you go. Anyway, so it would be another vocalist special. But as it is, it's um, it's it's, it's pretty damn cool. So look, the first um, first interview up is um, with Howard Jones of uh, Devil You May Know. Um, also. Um, uh, he was in Killswitch Engage. I don't know why I was going because uh, uh, the name's right there. Um, we had a really, really cool chat. It's very short and it gets very deep very quickly. And this wasn't planned. And funnily enough, after I'd finished recording, I said to him, "Wow, um, I wasn't actually expecting to have that um, conversation." He said, "Well, you know, we've had it now." And I was like, "Yeah, it's cool." And we ended up actually ended up not on the recording, chatting for at least another five minutes about comedy and all sorts and. 
um because he, he 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 he's going to be doing a roast with jamie jaster and he was asking me about stand-up and it was it was really really cool it was, and i'm sorry that i didn't get it on the pot but the you know the interview had finished at that point and we were just sort of chatting stood in the doorway at that point um and i know some of my interviews sound like they're recorded in a doorway fuck you but you know that's that's such is life so um, yeah, this this is um, this is my chat uh, a few weeks ago down at the Camden Underworld with Howard Jones. Um, so I'm just going to start recording, Howard. Um, this is this is for um, my podcast called Talking Bollocks. Um, I um, I was in a thrash band um, when I was a young lad, and a British thrash band called Acid Rain, and we put four albums out, toured the world, and. It died along with the rest of Thrash. So then I spent um, so then I spent the next twenty years in comedy doing stand up. So I'm mm-hmm. actually going to miss your show because I've got to go and MC a comedy show. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to miss it. So apologies. That's quite um, all right. I am a, I'm a fan of stand up. So <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We'll get to that. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, and um, and then I've got the band back together. Well, back together is basically it's me and some new guys, and we're we're back at it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so the one thing that's been a constant in my life has obviously been a metal and, and hence the podcast. Um, and um, but it's it's the band's first time band's first time to the UK. But obviously you've been here with uh, with Killswitch before, mm-hmm. um, and we thought we'd bring the weather for you. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you uh, did a fantastic job with that one. <laughs> it's fucking freezing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you've you, I mean you've played everywhere on this tour, haven't you? In the yeah. UK. I mean it must <laughs> have you sort of like you know questioned your reason for being on the planet at times because you've played some quite out of the way places that like oh, yeah. you know british bands but, uh, haven't played yeah and, that and that's, a, that's a, a very good thing by the way yeah you know, that, I mean, and it was actually so much more fun than i thought it would be and it was just a way to uh, since you know we had we unfortunately had to cancel you know a couple of times now yeah it was a good way to do it and not just uh, not just play a few cities and hopefully, you know, draw everybody who's who's wanted to see it. You know, just it's like you know, we actually got closer, and it's a lot more intimate. It was a lot of fun. Was, yeah, I, I truly have enjoyed this. Oh, awesome, awesome! And to, tonight will be a great show. This is, a, I mean, this is a lovely venue. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And uh, well, you you must have, you must have played here with. Have you played here with Killswitch at all? We did not. You went straight in at a higher level. Oh, did you? I think <laughs> we've. We first played uh, first played one in the Astoria. Wow! And, and then oh, it just kind of yeah. wow! Oh, I could sit and talk to you for days about oh, yeah. the Astoria. Oh yeah, I, I had some great times there. Yeah, yeah. What a venue! And unfortunately, now a big underground station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that was a shocker. I, I missed that place. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Because it was a classic. I mean, played there. First time around my band, uh, saw Slayer there a couple of times mm-hmm. when they were when they were playing Rain and Blood all the way through. I'm sure everyone there saw Jello doing a spoken word there. I mean, you name it, it was a fucking awesome place. Yeah, uh, Joel and I flew here to see him play uh, for the first time at the Astoria. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh yeah, and hung out at the after party, and then uh, and we sat around the hotel and watched movies, and I and I listened to Joel snore for a while. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, it's. It, I mean, it, yeah. The, the old days. I, I want to try and count, sort of bring this up without wanting to sound. Okay, let's just go straight out. You are the same age as me. Okay. Okay. Uh, or rather, I'm the same age as you. All right. And we're both Howards, so this is getting a bit scary. Um, uh, UK success came to you sort of fairly late in the game. 
didn't it? Um, I sure. Mean, I mean, I, look, I'm speaking to somebody who I, I made my first recording when I was 17. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like it was over for me when I was 21. Um, and I kind of, I, you kind of sort of, would you say, broke through about kind of 27 years old? Um, Man, I really don't know because I mean I, I did you know I did pretty well with uh, Bloodsman Shed and especially oh, I, like when uh, we were just this band touring around a lot on our own and you know pressing our own CDs and I mean we probably went through you know, fifteen twenty thousand of those things right okay. just just as an, an underground band. And then we signed with uh, Ferret, that you know the same label that Killswitch started on. Yeah. But yeah, to get to this level, yeah, I didn't expect any of that. <laughs> it was just it just kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. But it's but it's like anything though, isn't it? It takes time, you know. Yeah. And coming to the, coming to this project, I listened to a very interesting interview that you did with Metal Sucks, um, the Metal Sucks podcast, which is Chuck and Godless. It would have gone on for a long time and been a lot of strange questions. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I, I remember you talking sort of quite in depth about um, the kind of depression that you were dealing with um, at, towards the end in Killswitch. Mm -hmm. um, was that something that do you think had been had been kind of festering for, for a long time, and it was just that? It, it, it just chose that moment to come out. You know, was it you were particularly? Unhappy? No, it wasn't that moment. Oh, I, I, I fought that since I was a kid. So, uh, you know, it just manifests itself in different ways. But yeah, that that was. Uh, I don't think it was really that much of a surprise that I eventually just freaking snapped and just went nuts. I mean, they everyone saw it. I literally just avoided everyone. So yeah. Wasn't yeah. too much of a surprise for those guys. <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah. I mean, I've the same. I've been through the same. Um, I think it's um, yeah. If, there's very few of my friends haven't been through some kind of a kind of struggle, and and as you say, it's not something that kind of it's not something that that ever goes away. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of lurking in the background. Um, yeah, it is there, and. Yeah, it, it 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 loves to let you know at the worst times. Yes. But uh, all you can do is just kind of fight through it, and and it, there's there's never an easy fix. But yeah, you know if you stick with it, you know eventually you you can find something that works. It took me a long time, and there's many times I was just like, I am done fighting this, but yeah, I kept trying, and the fact that I'm Standing here right now, I'm actually sitting. But the fact that I'm uh, I'm here now is that's testament to that. You know, it, it's you can change. Yeah. If yeah. My old stubborn self can, and somehow. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. Um, I, I, in complete agreement. Um, I think um, I, I I struggled to for many years. Tried to um, psychotherapy didn't work for me. I just it worked like a pressure valve. I'd feel good, so I'd stop doing it, and then it would just build and build and build, and then, and after so many different repeats of that same routine, it was like, how do I just, you know, stop this building each time? You know, instead of just being that kettle that's constantly either letting off steam or just bubbling away. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was CBT, um, which uh, was kind of, I kind of stumbled across. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it is, you know. 
it's very, it, it's one of those things where yeah, you can try something and it doesn't work, and that can knock you back even further yeah. because you think right, there's no cure for this. There's there's nothing for me, you know. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about that. I know. Um, I only know of a couple people who are doing it, but I've I've read about it, and it's like it's really interesting. So, and it if is. it works, that's fantastic. It's fascinating, yeah. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's all based on the same sort of you know parent, adult, child yes. principle, um, and um, you know, my parent and my adult were speaking, and the child was running around on out on the street, loose, mm-hmm. <laughs> smashing stuff up. Right. <laughs> um, and it's it is it's kind of it, it in a really simplified manner. It's kind of just getting those three voices to a an, an even level, isn't it? It's, Absolutely. It's kind of I mean, and for me, you know, being you know, bipolar and having just anxiety that just literally humbles you is just, it was always a constant struggle. And so, you know, you get all these prescription medications that have every weird side effect in the world. You know, it's, it's rough. It's rough trying to take that. But, and still, even so, my main problem is that, um, there's always background static. I can't just sit and hear quiet. Right. I can't. I can't just. Wow, I'm really tired. I'm gonna lay down. And it's like it doesn't matter how tired I am. If it's silent, then my mind's going, and then I'm completely awake. And so, and and even now, it's like I, you know, I try to find what works for me, and I'm doing way better. But sleep is still something that just eludes me. And every one of those tours is baffled by me because I, I average three hours tops, uh, uh, yeah, per night. And yeah. so, so you know, bus driver gets here and then, you know, he stops. I'm awake, and so I'm walking the city, and, uh, and so and I'm always the last one to sleep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess all that to say, it's, yeah, I did find I, I did uh, trial and error over a course of. Lot of years, and, you know. I got to the point where I'm, you know, I can actually like wake up and and be okay. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. No, but I can get through the day and I can I can smile and be genuine with it. And it's yeah. not just like, you know, put it on, make it, make everybody believe it. It's like no, I can actually smile and no one's around. That's that's <laughs> yeah. really cool. There's that. <laughs> yeah. There's that old. Um, there's that old phrase, isn't there? Where it's like when somebody suffers depression, um, what they they can wake up. They wake up in a hotel room um, with a beautiful view of a sandy, a sandy beach, a perfect blue sea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gorgeous weather. There's a light breeze. You're in a gorgeous hotel. You look out the window, and suddenly it hits you: shit, you're here. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. You know, fucking it up for everybody else. It's wow. Like, yeah. It's like God. What have you done? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, it's the truth, though, because it is because yeah. Yeah. With, with with this, you are literally the death of the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's being life in someone. There's being the death of it. Oh yeah, I, I I don't even know how how people who are truly depressed have like significant others. It's <laughs> yeah. It, it's just how can anyone put up with that? It's. It, I'm still baffled that people care about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it, 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 the thing is, it's, it, it is, it, it, it kind of manifests itself in that feeling. Well, I can't say speak for you, but for me, it's kind of like manifests itself in that, in that sort of. Um, no, nobody can, you know, if you, if you come out and say, well, yeah, I've had, I've had these problems or whatever. Um, 
often people are very very surprised what you you know yeah but but you you know but you're you know it's like well it's we spend you spend a lot of energy projecting a, Mm -hmm. a a kind of screen that stops people asking too many questions. Yeah, isn't it? Oh yeah, because you, you don't. Yeah, don't it's, want it. yeah. It's like you're uh, you just kind of put your cling wrap on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, all right. It's like a, I am untouchable right now. So okay, whatever. You know, just everything bounces off of you. You yeah. You you learn your defenses very well. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it it takes a long time to break break habits like that. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's, it, as well as it's, it's almost like, like, like with alcoholism, say, you know, the first step is um, admitting you're alcoholic, an alcoholic, and with, um, 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 with depression, it's, it's the first step is literally realizing that you are depressed, yeah. not that you are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, not that you're broken. It's like, oh, it's a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I seriously thought I was broken. I just, I didn't know that I, that I had a chemical imbalance. Yeah. And that, it, and that. A lot of fighting wasn't going to amount to much at times. You know, there's times where it's just I wasn't going to win that fight. But there's times where you manage, or you know, you're able to, you know, wrap yourself in your cocoon and and you know, make it to your own little private island where nothing can touch you. And but you can't live there. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Oh, man, I, I could go on and on about this. <laughs> we, we really could. No, but the, 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 yeah, but the thing is that not enough people, not enough people talk about, uh, no, about stuff like this. You they know, don't. I mean, um, I have a, I have a little message which I will, I'll show you after the interview, which is a little thing that I post on Facebook now and again, and we, um, I, I post it on the band's Facebook page as well, and it's about anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and 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 you know about people asking for help. That's somebody who has been. You know, who's got to a point of it where it's been so bad and they've been so brave for so long, they can't exist anymore now, and they're asking for help, and it's not a sign of weakness; it's a sign of strength that they've lasted that long. Yeah. And all, and the whenever I whenever I put that on Facebook or tweet it out or anything like that, the volume of responses that you get from people that are you know people sharing it, saying you know, and, and just people saying thanks for for posting this and people posting their stories about you know my my brother's going through this or I had a friend go through yeah. this or and we we just don't talk about it enough yeah especially men oh yeah you know we definitely don't well and uh, and for me uh, I don't know I, I just kind of look at it as survival it's um, you face it and and just try because it because <laughs> yeah. I mean you're because yeah. you literally feel like you're drowning it's just just reach out and try you know whether you talk to someone whether you read about it and take the next step whatever it is just try because you know it's it's worth it and the thing is it's it's not going to be a quick fix it's not but if you are in that deep of a depression you've been handling a lot of crap for a long time yeah hang on a little longer and try and just it will be a slow steady process but it'll happen it, I I I come to agree more. It happened for me halfway through, halfway through my kind of allotted sort of sixteen weeks that I've been given of CBT, which is kind of like a they they try and give you that course and say right now you have to go off and you have to do this. Yes. You know, um, and about halfway through, I just I, I just like 
spontaneously just burst into tears out of nowhere. I didn't know it was coming. It was one of those, oh, who's this guy crying? It's you. Um, and, and I realised that it was because I'd suddenly, it was like I'd moved rooms. I'd, I'd kind of walked into, into the light, yeah. uh, but I'd walked into a room where it had gone, there's, there's, there's a future, there's a pathway out of here. Yeah. There's a corridor after being stuck in one little room for so long, thinking that that was all it was. Then coming through to this other room and there was a whole corridor of other rooms, just thinking, right, there's actually options. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I, I basically thought that that was my life. It's just, you know, I am just destined to live this way or, or not. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's awesome when you're able to come to that realization that you know there is more than just that path that just burns out. Well, I think I think people don't realize whenever whenever somebody um, uh, commits suicide, it, they don't realize it's like it's very. It's not the first attempt. It's very no. rarely the first attempt, and it will be. An actualization of a process that's been thought out over over years, yeah. over you know, getting over daily, hourly occurrences of yeah. this is an option, this is a, a solution. Oh yeah, when there's physical action to it, and there's been there's been a mental buildup. So yeah, it, it's definitely not something you just you just you know woke up a day like oh I think a. Yeah, today's the day, and just and you just <laughs> yeah. and you just suddenly do it. It's like nah, while I'm at it, I'm gonna get that burger I've been hankering for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not like that, you know. It's just it's been thought about it, and, and it's been pushed aside at times, or and it just creeps up and push it down. It just if it's something that keeps coming back, it's time to reach out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I was just given the winding up order there. Um, I, I feel like we could have probably done this for about another two hours. Um, Good chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, look, thank you really much. For, thank you for being so open. No, um, no and you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will, you know, feel um, uh, a little bit more in touch with the, the world, hopefully, yeah. uh, and themselves. But thank you. Re- I really appreciate that, Howard. No, no worries. Howard, thank you, Howard. Thanks, man. Yeah, Howard, Cheers. I appreciate. It. Now, I don't know about you guys, but um, I could have listened to a lot more of that. And I don't mean me for once. Um, I, I really want to get a chance to chat to, to Howard again. Um, uh, just a really, really unique and open individual. Um, and I just really enjoyed talking to him. And like I said, you know, the, the chat we had after the podcast was just, just so easy. And it's a really, really easy guy. Just very rarely is uh you know do you get a chance to to really go that deep that quickly um and for him to be just as as honest and an o- as open as he is um was was just really really cool and um and uh, yeah what can i say i i just i loved loved talking to him um and um yeah you know it was just really 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 cool really cool um so i you know i i really i hope you enjoyed it um and uh and notice no mention of howard jones from the 80s um uh because um i don't do hack comedy um and well it's not comedy is it really it's just pointing out the bloody obvious um hang on a sec and um yeah and and, and it was really funny because um uh, I was introduced by uh, I was introduced to him by um, uh, Sarah from Nuclear Bust, 
and um, she um, she said, uh, and I was like, hi Howard, and he was like, hi Howard, and I said, I'm Howard, and he went, okay, and we, said, and we just looked at each other, and he just went, well, that's done. <laughs> it was just really cool um, and it was, it was just like right that's the last time that's getting mentioned um, so anyway um, what else been happening well um, just to keep <laughs> just to keep it on me for a little longer I am hitting the gym massive style for this tour we've got coming up at uh, the end of March uh, well March 31st and then into April hence it is the April Fool's tour if you haven't got your ticket yet just get it and, and please that reminds me just remember, if you see, if as soon as you see gigs that you want to go to, buy the tickets, buy them immediately, please, because the 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 bigger pre-sale, the earlier the pre-sale, the more that the promoter will go. Oh, hang on, it looks like this. Ooh, this might do quite well. Hence. I'll put some more money behind it. I'll spend some more money on advertising because then more people are going to buy tickets. And and basically what you end up with is more people being there and that's best for everybody. So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. But anyway, yeah, smashing the gym at the moment. Um, yours truly has quit smoking. Um, today's my fifth day now. I mean, I mean like weed completely. Um I I wasn't look I wasn't a big cigarette smoker I, but I had I had got in the habit of having like a, a a big old basically a spliff without without the gear in before I go to bed and that's you know a cigarette without the, without the filter on basically and that's not good for you um, and I just couldn't seem to break the habit so um, so um, I went to the doctors went to the old smoking cessation clinic and I've done it and it's cool and I'm feeling good and I'm going to be as fit as a fucking rabbit on this tour. I, I don't know how fit rabbits are, but they seem to run around a lot. They like they they're, they're good at that. Apparently, they're good at fucking as well. I'm I'm not so bad. I haven't had any complaints. Got to be honest. Um, you, you're sorry for letting you all in on more than you care to know about me. There was no fuck. That was an overshare. I do believe, as the kids are calling it, or well, and I say kids, anyone over over thirty, really. Um, but um, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, um, it was really weird actually because I was um, when I had my um, when I had a meal with Godless the other week. Um, he he was saying, "Oh, like how's back?" And he and he reminded me, as as somebody who listens to the podcast, that um, he'd kind of like gone through this journey of the band not being around, and then so you know, for you guys who've been listening back to you know, but way back in 2015, 2014, I, I don't know, was it going in 2014? I can't I can't remember. Um, but that you know, we we've been we've been in this pre acid rain coming back, so it's kind of like. It's weird because it's like it's, it's a big part of my life now, um, and um, yeah, it, it, it's anyway. Where was I? <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the tour's coming up. Um, hurrah! Buy tickets, please. Um, and if you come, buy something as well. Buy there. Great. Um, so um, what? I'll, look, I've got to share this with you. Um, presumably, some of you, if I say the name Van Canto out there, you will know who I mean, okay, Van Canto, V-A-N-K-A-N-T-O, right, they do vocal versions of, uh, like, classic metal tunes, um, and I, I've heard their version of Master of Puppets, and when I say vocal versions, I mean, seriously, a guy doing the solo, and literally, the riffing, like, Right, now, if that you, if you think that's annoying and sounds shit, you are spot on. You are absolutely spot on. If, however, you thought that was, I don't know, 
amusing or quite good or interesting, Van Canto are the band for you, fucko. Seriously, what a heap of shit. I mean, they claim to like these bands, and then they do the most horrendous vocal versions ever. And you know what? These fuckers are playing big... They're playing fucking arenas in some countries. I mean, not in countries that have got any grasp of modern fucking culture, but seriously... And the videos, the videos are seriously them just staring, them looking at the camera, sometimes pulling poses, giving it the full-on metal, you know, the full-on devil horns. A close-up on a guy's mouth while he's doing the, you know, the vocal riff or the solo. It's fucking, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. If you're listening to this and you think, oh, that sounds like a laugh, it fucking isn't. You watch it and you go, straight away, it's like, oh, hang on, this isn't funny. This is just fucking terrible. I'm sure stuff like this just did not happen pre-internet. I'm sure the internet is to blame for five or six cunts like this to come together and think, do you know what? There's definitely a market out there for ruining songs with our mouths. Let's fucking do it. And the thing is, you know, they're selling T-shirts. They've got management. They've got albums out. They've got videos out. They're doing tours. What the fuck is wrong? What has happened? I, again, for the second time in this podcast, have I been transport? Has I been transported to a parallel universe where absolute fucking audio dog shit is somehow good? I don't get it. I really fucking don't. So, um, moving on. Um, this next interview is with somebody you may have heard of. It's John Bush. That's right. Um, I got a chance to uh, chat with John on Skype a couple of weeks ago. Incredibly cool guy. Um, it's really funny at the beginning. At the beginning of the interview, he says something quite early on that just, it, and I was just like, "Oh, that sounds like John Bush." <laughs> like, uh, it is. Um, um, but it just, I don't know. It just it kind of reminded of me of his voice when he's singing. Um, very cool guy. Did the Skype interview with the camera on, which is very rare. Um, and um, and and it was really cool. You know, he was just in his son's, and he's just like, well, you'll hear. He just answered everything. I asked him a question for Paul, our guitarist, that he was itching to have answered, and um, he didn't mind talking about Anthrax, which is really because sometimes you know people can be a bit precious. He's like, I won't ask answer any questions about blah blah blah. And, and believe me, you you know you do get that sometimes. Got to be honest, pretty much not um, on people I've interviewed. A few people have, and yet. Funnily enough, when I've got onto that topic, they've been okay talking about it. But that's because, you know, you get them talking, get them in a conversation, and hopefully they kind of forget that it's an interview altogether. They just think, I'm sat here chilling with my mate Howard. It's very unlikely, because no one's got friends like me. You wouldn't want them, would you? Imagine fucking being sat in a room with me. God, dearie me. Let's go down the pub. Or, alternatively, let's not. Um, anyway, um... This is an interview with John Bush, which I really enjoyed, um, and it's a half an hour, got as, got around as much as we could. Um, obviously, I haven't mentioned Armored Saint, which is woeful of me, Armored Saint, got a live album coming out, um, and you need I, have a listen, because the stuff I've heard of, of it is just absolutely superb. No overdubs, um, sounds fantastic. If you're an Armored Saint fan, you're just going to absolutely just 
it's, it's going to blow you out. It's going to blow your mind, blow, uh, blow your world. That was a cross between blow your mind and rock your world, and it came out as blow your world. Well, there you go. Hey, let's hope this interview blows your world. Me and John talking. Me and John, because I'm going to call him John, because me and John are mates now. Um, uh, here's our interview from a couple of weeks ago. Hi, Howard. Hello there, John. How are you? Doing. Uh, very well. How are you, sir? I'm good. Oh God! I've, I've even got you. I've got a picture of you as well. Hello. I'm in my room here, and uh, I don't know. This is a good place to talk. So he let me in his room because he's at school. He doesn't know I'm. I'm here in his room. Here's his <laughs> class guitar. Do some jammy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, well, funnily enough, we've we've um, we were stood next to each other a couple of years ago, and you were being interviewed by somebody, and I was being interviewed by somebody, and I wanted to try and grab you um, after your interview, but my interview finished early and I had to go off. Uh, we were both at um, Bloodstock. Um, okay, cool. That would that would have been twenty fifteen, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Yes, I guess it was. Uh, it was. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah, sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah, no, because I was. Um, cool yeah, very cool. Because um, well, as a matter of fact, my son came out and, and jammed with us on that sh- that show. Oh, that's um, awesome! That was fun. That's awesome. Well, it, yeah, I mean, um, long story short, um, I was in a well, am was complicated. Um, uh, a UK thrash band called Acid Rain way back in the oh. day, back in the late early, uh, late eighties, early nineties, and then. We split. I've spent 20 years being a stand-up comic, and then back in 2015, we've kind of brought the band back as well. So um, this is kind of like this podcast is a kind of combination of my love of metal and um, and just basically having a laugh with with people who um, share the same passions I do. So that involves basically us just having a chat um, and seeing how ex- you know. Sorry. No, I said cool. How's the comedy thing going? Um, uh, it's it's tough out there at the moment. I've got to be honest. Um, it's the same as same as music. It's just getting people out there, getting people out of their houses. You know, getting people right. away from the TV, away from streaming, off the internet, and into real yeah. life. Right out of this out of this thing here, this box. You know, this, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's consuming people. You know, it's you got to get out there and and exist in society and live you know and speak to fellow humans and yeah again stop you know posting stuff all the time and your opinions ah, that's crazy man it's like go take a hike or something i don't know yeah no absolutely it's um it's somebody said to me yesterday that they they summed it up perfectly said we have never been more connected and we have never been worse at communicating yeah you know, totally as, as a race yeah disconnected which is insane and I, i'm I don't want to overthink it, but I am, I am a little concerned sometimes for society in particular for my kids and their future and just how's this all going to play out? I don't know. I'm hoping that maybe like in life, something's going to kind of work itself out and, and there will be an adjustment to it. So I don't know how, I don't know, you know, what way I know that, you know, I, my kids, you know, they, they are on their phones or, well, they don't, have, they don't phone yet because they're only 12 and nine, but they're on the computer and, um, you know, it's like, okay, enough already. Let's, let's go do something, you know? And, yeah. um, but we're, we're just as guilty as anybody else is like, you're doing something. So they're doing something. And, uh, luckily they're very active with sports and stuff, which means that they're, they're, you know, still, still using their, their bodies, but yeah, you know, 
that obesity is a problem, not just in America. Uh, it's a problem internationally, and it's probably a lot because of this. You know, because yeah. of people being kind of you know immobile and just by sitting there and, anyways, whatever. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I completely agree, and I, you know, I absolutely get it. Um, it's, it is that, it's that when you talk about obesity, and it's that, it's that lack of, it's a lack of human interaction. It's also, a, it, it's kind of just getting lost in that world where um, people are consistently, or, or rather, um, uh, constantly looking for approval. That's what, that's what likes and you know, and views and. Everybody posting everything, it, it, it's it's a it's a lack. The whole thing comes down to a kind of lack of self esteem, which comes from a lack of social tools because no people not getting out from behind the screen enough. Yeah, it was weird. I was reading some article in Time magazine the other day about some DJ. I won't say his name. Whatever. He's he's irrelevant to me. But um, he, I guess he's some major guy on Snapchat or something like that. And, I'm, and he's like talking about how he trimmed his beard or something. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Who cares about you trimming your beard? Like, why is this? Why is this something <laughs> that people want to know about? You know. And, and I don't necessarily blame him. You know, it's the morons who are just. Why do you want to know that? Like, why is this something that is matters in any capacity in the world? You know, and I, I just, I don't get it. You know, I, I, I see why people do Twitter and all that stuff. It, it to me is, it's a, it's still uh, astonishing that people want to follow that and care. You know, like about what somebody is doing in their life. You know, and whatever. Yeah. We, I, I trim my beard. Whatever. You know. I mean, we all do. And like. Why is this something that you are telling people about this? You know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. My wife is super hilarious and super, my most sarcastic person that I've ever met in the world. And we were just, we don't have Facebook. And we always say it would be cool if she did one just to say all the shit she says all the time about stuff and how she busts people's balls. But if she did, you know, people would freak out because, I mean, it would be hilarious. But, you know everybody would then comment on her comments and it's like yeah. ah, whatever we're not you know, gonna bother on that but just the stuff that people write about it's like it doesn't matter it's this is irrelevant yeah. information that is just you know just lived life you know i don't know i i, I don't get it whatever. yeah no it's like this the 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 it's that it's that um social bubble it's almost like life is becoming an echo chamber you know, it, it, it's 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 the constant re-experiencing of something or rather, hey, I experienced this. Now, everybody else, I want you to comment on the experience I had that I wasn't <laughs> experiencing because I was filming the fucking thing instead right. of actually being there. And right. and it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. I know. Uh, but, no. the, but also, I, I, I kind of guess... Um, uh, I mean, my uh, my band having been back around back in the day, we have kind of like a um, an older following, and I always find it really refreshing the um, uh, the fact that when I look out in the crowd, it's not just phones; it's actually people enjoying themselves, you know. And you can you see the occasional phone, but that it's not a sea of phones. Yeah. Well, and, and look, it's not certainly just young people doing that because it's you yeah. know, the people filming and stuff. I remember going to see a show, a guy named Gary Clark Jr. is an awesome guitar player, blues guitar player, the guy's rad. Um, and, you know, he's a fairly new artist and younger. Um, 
And, you know, there was people in the crowd who were older um, and they were filming. And I'm like, you're sitting there filming this instead of just watching this. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was getting annoyed, but I couldn't get too annoyed because I don't want to get in a fight with somebody at the show. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, you don't have to film it. Like, what are you going to do with it? And you can just watch it. And the mind, you know, you, you have a memory and you can use that memory because really how often are you going to look back on your phone and watch the show you went to, you know what I mean? Or even a smidgen of it. You know, I guess you could forward it to somebody. Hey, I'm here and this is, this is what I did and check it out. And this is cool. We played a cool lead and all right. Okay. I'll even give you that. Fine. But, um, you know, any more than like a minute of a show just to say, Hey, I was here and it was cool. Just becomes moronic, I think. But you know, um, I don't know. You know, I, it's so yes. I mean, older people, because maybe they're just not as connected as maybe a younger you yeah. know, generation of people who really are growing up with this, but yeah. some of them are doing the same thing too. Um, you yeah. know, I even think the Facebook world is something that really even older people are more apt to like it because they can kind of, that's why I wrote the song that was then way back when it was certainly me poking fun of that, of like, kind of reliving their life and it's like look that you lived it and it's cool to connect with some people that maybe you went to high school with 30 years later or ago but chances are if you really aren't communicating with these people there's a reason so um <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and, you know, whatever people grow apart it's not like they're bad i'm good or, you know, they suck and I'm not, but it's just like we grew apart. And, you know, uh, there's plenty of people probably from my past that I'd be into having like a 10 minute conversation with, but probably that's about it, you know? And um, so I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I know. It's um, it, it, Facebook, the, it definitely seems to have become kind of more like the. Uh, um, parents kids have gone on to like snapchat and and they're like you know it's, yeah. it's, it's and it's the rest of us on facebook it's just kind of like just parents basically just yeah. um getting I mean, which is i mean that's funny I, I it's funny how these companies you know they become mega and then boom you know they just they die it's like uh what, what was the one you know that was so big in the day and then um, myspace you know, myspace exactly you know and it's just yeah. like oh but so you better milk it when you get it. I mean, not that Zuckerberg, you know, he's done pretty well. So. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing okay. He's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring he probably doesn't need business advice from from me and you. No, he does not. He <laughs> yeah. does not. Yeah, he's, he's doing all right. Um, so obviously, you're coming over to you're coming over to the UK, playing some places you've never played before. Um, that's that's really cool. And I, I, so did you? You built all this off the back of the the Hammerfest slot that you were offered. Yeah, we, we had that show. We had that booked, you know, a long time ago, actually. Um, and then, you know, it, it always seems to make sense to try to come over and at least play a few shows yeah. when, you, when you travel, you know, um, 6,000 miles. Um, you know, it's just a long journey. Yeah. So, you know, although we've come for like one or two shows, which is fine. You know, sometimes my wife will come with me and we'll just go hang out in London for a couple of days or, you know, we're in Barcelona we played the Barcelona Metal Fest. We just hung out a couple of days. So we kind of turned it into me and my wife, at least. It's not the rest <laughs> of the band. Uh, but yeah. We turned it into a little vacation, which is fun. Um, but, um, but you know, it, it, it is exciting that we're, we're playing some places that we never played. Obviously, I did all those places with Anthrax. Um, 
except for Belfast. I don't think I ever played Belfast with Anthrax, but and and I did with Saint of our of all things back in two thousand. But um, you know, uh, it's it's always fun to play a new place. Uh, don't get me wrong; I love playing places I've already played. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. I know. Don't worry. Played, I'm not trying to, you know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people that have never seen Armored Saint in Ireland, so it's cool that we're going to play Dublin and you know Manchester and Birmingham. These are like classic. English cities that you know are you know just uh, you know, it's just awesome in Birmingham, the home of Sabbath and priests, and like the fact that Armored Saint Armored Saints never played there is is really just lame and pathetic. But we're coming and we're playing, and and I'm excited about that. So better late than never. Yeah, absolutely, and that's uh, that, that's that's awesome, man. I look, I hope you have better luck than um, than uh, than I did with uh, Hammerfest. We um, we got stuck on the motorway, stuck in a massive accident, and uh, and we never made it. We had oh, to, bummer. Yeah, I know. We had to turn around and go home. So, um, yeah, I hope you have wow. better luck. But um, it's funny you say. I, I, I does does is Armored Saint is Armored Saint your wife and is and <laughs> and is Anthrax the girl that you were away with for a while and it <laughs> and and it but now you're back with your wife and it's like it. Do you, do you know where I'm coming from, John? I'm not doing a very yeah, good so- job of this. No, that's funny. It's a funny way of looking at it. Um, um, I, I, you know, it's Armored Saint was where we all started. You know, I always tell people that the the, the four guys in Armored Saint out of the five were guys that we, Gonzo, Phil, Joey, and I. We we actually grew up together. We were schoolmates when we met each other in like third and fourth grade, and that relationship continued on till now. And um, so it happened even before the band. Um, and in and it it was just we did so many things as friends, and then then obviously we we went on to be in a band and had so many experiences with that. Um, and then you know I, I left, and um, it was just the right time to do that. Um, of course, easy for me to say because it kind of put the other guys in this kind of state of like, oh, what do we do? And and I you know I I always to this day probably feel a little guilty of it. Yeah. Um, but it just it, it was just the right time to do something else. And um, I think as as now we got back together and, um, you know, continue on. It, it's just it's just a it's just part of the whole story of Armored Saint. And then I guess if you include the anthrax part, you know, then that's John Bush's story. So um, and you know, it's, it's an interesting story because here we are still, you know, doing it. Um, I think that's one of the things that I always wanted to do as a as a musician is to just have a long career. Um, I remember even back in the day going, look at those bands have been around forever. And we probably, we were probably talking about like the stones and the who we're still together. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, we're like, we want to be like them. And, um, and you know, so I think that's, that was always the goal is to have a long career because at the end of the day, you know, you know, when we were in our early twenties with Saint, we thought, okay, we're gonna be, pff, gonna be the biggest band in the world, and we're gonna be mega playing arena. Then you know, it doesn't happen. And you're like, oh wow, you know, and the music business just comes down on you like an anvil, and um, it's like the hardcore reality dose. Um, but you know, that's the way life is. No one said you're gonna make it. You can, you might have a shot at making records, but you know, to, to have a huge financially successful career that might be a whole nother story and and that's really been our case um but it doesn't change that we were able to make records and play a bunch of shows and um 
you know, I'm I'm so always feel so fortunate that I'm able to do that. You can't necessarily um, bank on success financially, but you can control things in a way where you can make sure that you do them right by you. And um, and hey, you know, that's that's kind of what we've done. And so, you know, maybe I went on a tangent there about about uh, the. I don't think that necessarily anthrax is my mistress or anything like that. It's just, yeah. it's just, it, it was a different, I went on to do something else and, um, and it was great, you know, and, and, and I'm always, uh, feel honored about the stuff I did with anthrax and the records we made. And I think it was awesome stuff. Yeah, no, very much so. And, um, and by the way, love tangents on this show. Love them. Um, feel free to have as many as you like. Um, <laughs> but the, um, uh, yeah, I mean, because it, it's kind of weird. It, it, I think people forget it's a it's a long time since you since you made an album with Anthrax. It still seems kind of um, something that comes up in interviews a lot. And uh, I, I I noticed that you said the other day that you know it, it might be cool to kind of you know go and play those songs again sometime with who or whatever you know you don't know. But it's it's um it's a big it was it was a big big part of your life um 12 years almost 13 yeah so um and you know the way things kind of ended um it was it ended in kind of this at least in the way a lot of people perceived it it was like an ugly thing and it really really wasn't really and especially when i look back um it's this sometimes things just end and you know it's like marriages end all the time yeah sometimes they ugly sometimes they just end because there, I, I made this comment a long time ago um, that there's just a uh, expiration date. If you're lucky with your marriage, that your expiration date happens when you die, you know, unless your marriage is miserable, and then you know, hopefully it's real soon. But um, you, know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, to me, I think that everything has a date when it ends. You know, um, it just it's just a matter of when and. Um, and for me, it was just time, and and a lot of things were happening at that time. You know, Anthrax, I think, was courting the idea of doing a reunion in '05. My daughter has just been born. Um, you know, maybe maybe the love wasn't there that it was maybe a few years back. Um, yeah. You know, these are all factors. But you know, as I look back now, to me, it's 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 irrelevant as to why and how. It just it just was, um, and yeah. um, it's important not to be bitter um you know some things are uh, you know kind of piss you off and um, you know those guys probably feel the same but um you know at this point you know years later it's like what are you gonna do i, I i'm not a person that is looking to harbor any grudges in life period and just it's not good for me and my soul and my mind and um it's just not you know i, I prefer to just kind of see things in a more positive way because why not you know yeah, no, gonna be absolutely for budging you know so um, and I'm proud of all the music that I did with Anthrax. Some better than others. Some songs better than other. And that's life. You know, it's just uh, that's the road. But um, you know, um, that, that's the way I see it. So um, it, you know, yeah. I made the comment about doing something, and then of course I'm immediate. I had my agent calling me the next day. Okay, I could do this. <laughs> I, could, I was like, oh, slow down, man. Hold on. That's not what I was saying. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm ready to make some commitment to this right now. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, I probably should do it before I'm too old, and I don't want to walk on stage singing only with a cane. Not that I'm near that, of course, but yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm being extreme here, but you know, 
I, 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 you know, I make the comments too that, that you know, I am, I'm 53. I feel great. You know, I'm actually physically, I feel awesome. Um, and my voice feels awesome. And, uh, so I, I don't, I'm not worried about any of that stuff, but I also am a realist and I'm not 23, I'm 53. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, um, it, it seemed, I, I mean, you mentioned there that it kind of like the 05, it kind of, there, there was a stage there where it looked like you might go back in the fold. And, and I, I read Scott's book. Um, I'm not sure if you have. Um, I parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Did you just flick through and look for the bits with you in it? No, 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 no. That's the part I didn't want to read. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Because um, it looked like you you might be back in the fold for a while there, and 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 the way the way Scott told it was it was kind of almost like a kind of let's do this again, and and you were kind of at the last minute. Do you know what? I'm not going to do this. Um, well, but the thing what people don't you know what I've always said is that you know if I would have came back and did worship music. Like originally, at one point, they wanted me to. Yeah. Uh, I made the previous record. We've come for you all. Came out in two thousand three. So yeah. So when people say, "Oh, there's a he's coming back," it's like, well, I was just there. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like I, it had been all this time. Yeah. I w- was actually Joey who has hadn't been there. So for it way it made way more sense for Joey to come back and redo that and 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 sing on that record because that was about a 20-year period from i think persistence of time to worship music that yeah. made sense for him to re-enter the fold and and do that and i'm sure it made people a lot very happy and excited because they hadn't heard joey belladonna singing with anthrax in a long time so that made, made more sense for me to do it it was like okay well i just was there um you know did i have an issue of of doing music of a record that I was a part of, yeah, a little bit. Did I want to re-sing songs that this other guy did? No, I, I kind of didn't. But um, and that's the truth. But um, those are my own reasons. But again, for for Joey to come in and do it made logical sense, and um, and you know it probably gave those songs a whole new spark. And um, you know, and that record was was well received. So I think it, it, that made sense. So, and I said that, and I even told those guys that. And you know, when when things got ugly, even between me and Charlie, at one point, I said that, and he's like, "Well, you didn't have to tell me to do that." I, you know, I was like, "Well, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. it's more sense for Joey to be with you guys than me, you know." So. Yeah. Well, and and, and and everything works out, doesn't it? Everything happens for a reason. It, it all works yeah. out. You know, you've. You're back with the same things are, you know, things seem to be as, as, as good as they've ever been for you guys. And, and, and is, that, is that a benefit of your time in Anthrax as well? Well, it was, I'm sure it helped, you know, of course. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there's many people that, that even on this last tour we did with Queensryche who had never seen Armored Saint, who had seen me in Anthrax. Yeah. Um, I'm sure plenty of people were exposed to Armored Saint because of Anthrax, um, you know. So, uh it's just the way it is. It's that's the reality of it, and, um, and that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Well, look, I've got. I, I have to ask you this question because um, our um, one of the guitarists in Acid Rain is a huge um, Bush era Anthrax fan. Okay, um, and he what he wanted me to, to to ask you was basically about the fact that. Your era um, in the band is 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 no longer ref- is no longer reflected live. 
um, yeah. that Joey doesn't sing any stuff you that, that you did. Um, does does that you know how how do you feel about that, or if you have any feelings at all? I'm, I I wish they would play a couple songs because then it just kind of gives it life. Um, you know, I, I do, you know, I think they played only a couple times and, and I'm sure those guys would probably like to play some of that just because I know how it is with Armored Saint. I want to play different songs of Armored Saint that we haven't played in a while just because it's fresh, you know. Yeah. So, um, I you know, I wish they would, but I understand why they don't. And if even if Joey doesn't want to, I understand. I, yeah. I don't, you know, I get it. You know, so you have two new records of material that you probably want to play it from and you also had the whole back catalog of stuff you you did so i understand uh, yeah. makes sense um but you know it doesn't bother me I, I i understand it but um you know i i, I wouldn't be disappointed if they played room for one more <laughs> or something I'd be happy yeah cool. yeah you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, like you said, it's kind of it, it's that it's that that um, singing stuff that some that some other dude has done. Like you were referring to, like you know, um, worship music and not really wanting to do something somebody else had done. I, I mean, you know, as an outsider looking in, I can t- I can totally understand Joey's position as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maiden still does, you know, Iron Maiden. You know, <laughs> I don't know if Bruce has a problem singing it. I mean, I'm sure after all these years, you know, it's just your song. It's not like. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he like he thinks okay. Well, Deano, this was Deano's song, and yeah. you know, I'm gonna do it, even though it's called Iron Maiden. So I guess we got to play it. I mean, guy, I, I to tell you the truth, I wish he would play like Murders in the Room Morgue. So that'd be cool. Yeah, you know, but uh, if, I don't know what the story is with that. You know, I don't know if that's something that would rub Bruce the wrong way, or if he would care, or if, you know, I don't know. You know yeah. But, I don't. I really don't even know how Joey feels about it because I haven't actually asked him. I just think maybe he thinks like, "Well, why am I going to do that when I can do all this?" And I, and I, like I said, I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, coming up very soon, we've got the um, we've got the live album coming out. Um, yeah, now that, that's that's really cool. That that is a that is a, a a proper full on old school thing to do. Love it. Putting a live album out. I know live records. They I guess they just aren't what they were, and they people don't make them as much anymore. And um, you know, we albeit ours is short. Um, you know. Um, oh, you're you getting know, you're getting hassled there, aren't you? Uh, yeah, my next interview is contacting me. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's also a nice thing to kind of do to help you get from, you know, one point to the next point. I'm not going to lie. I've said that before lately. But um, but it's it sounded great. You know, it came off a lot better than we ever even expected, to be perfectly honest. It is a little short um, because there's only two shows that we had recorded. And one was Vakken, which was like, I think we played nine songs. So we wanted it to sound great and we wanted it to be good performances. Um, I have said that, you know, I don't care if it's perfect because Armored Saint isn't perfect live nightly, but um, it's always entertaining and raw and down and dirty. So yeah. um, that's style and, and, and sounds awesome. And it's a really cool um, live record. And, you know, it's kind of we try to use the influences of all the classic live records like Kiss Alive and Unleashed in the East and Strangers in the Night and all those records that we love that, you know, we try to model this after that. So I think we did pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm, well, I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, I'm not going to see you because um, I'm in London, the one place that you're not you're, that you're not playing. And good for you. Know. You know, good for well, you. We've been in London a bunch of times, and every time, you know, I feel like sometimes we just went to London the last couple of times, and they're like, why do you only go to London? And we're like, wow. 
no, you know, sorry. So that's why we actually purposely didn't play London on this on this tour because we're like, we felt like we, that's what we played the last couple of times. And we did hear some kind of grumblings about that, too. So we like, OK, let's go somewhere else. We want to. Um, you know, obviously, I would like to play London, too, because I, I love going to London. It's a great city. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's cool. I'll fly to, I'll fly to Heathrow. And it's- <laughs> All right. Well, you're about 20 minutes from my house. So, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'll uh, give me a shout. I'll pop over to Heathrow and say hello. Cool. Yeah, that's a fun place to go when you don't need to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, funnily enough, I was there this afternoon and I'm going to be back there tomorrow. So, um, yeah. Uh, Well, look, John, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to let that other person who's bugging you get some of your time. Um, uh, Real pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. It's it's great to finally um, uh, chat to you. And, um, you know, look, um, enjoy your time at Hammerfest. Um, You know, thanks a lot. Cool, man. Um, good, luck, good luck with your, if you're still, you know, when, when you rock out, good luck with that. And, um, cool, and great, you know, good luck with your comedy thing. You know, keep it funny, man. That's that's how we get through life. Uh, yeah, hey, look, I'm fucking hilarious. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, I'll look you up. I'll be sure. <laughs> okay, cool, man. I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a link because it's a, ca- okay, please it's, do. it's a character. I'll send you a link on Skype. Okay, man. Have a good interview. You. Have a great day. Have a nice weekend. Cheers, man. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Ah, you see, I've remembered. The uh, it's the very first thing he says. He goes, "How you doing?" And it was it. Ju- it sounded like John Bush. Okay, I mean, obviously it would, but yeah, straight away I was kind of like, "Hey, wow!" And the fact I could see him as well—that's a bit of a clue as to the fact that it really was John Bush. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Um, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Really cool chat. Really enjoyed it. Um, what What else is there to say? I kind of did a did. did said everything that needs to be said in the intro prior to that interview actually so um so let's um other than you know thanks to to him for his time and um and yeah it was really cool really cool um so what else has been going on in the world of metal this month since i last spoke to you um bolivian couple explain decision to name son iron maiden well presumably um that article uh, is just is very short and just says uh, and and so when interviewed they said because we're dickheads um, end of article nope um, I mean you you know what it's going to be say you know oh you know um, uh, um, the the great it, it, actually it says this is it actually you you I know what you're thinking because this is what I thought I thought they'd say well you know Iron Maiden's been um, been a big uh, you know inspirational music got me through some hard times and all the rest of it well you'd be wrong. Okay, because this is what he's. This is what. Um, <laughs> this is what. Uh, what's his name? Cesar Duran Alpiri said, "It has a lot to do with Eddie, the head of Iron Maiden." Yeah, that's right. There's the first surprise in this statement, isn't there? You're waiting for the inspiring music. You're waiting for the I don't know Bruce Dickinson being a bit of a hero. I, I, I you know Steve Harris. I. Maybe this guy's a West Ham fan in Bolivia. Stranger things have happened. No. It has a lot to do with Eddie, the head of Iron Maiden. I want my son to have that strength, that energy. Somebody probably wants to tell him that Eddie's not real. Um, I want him to fight for what he wants, to have the attitude and, above all, to be mentally strong. Well, talking about mentally strong, um, Eddie actually has um, um, uh, actually has a, a little piece of metal that rivets his skull 
uh, in one piece. So um, yeah, mentally strong or just maybe just a really hard skull. Um, I mean, look, I know I'm taking a piss and I'm being very literal. And obviously what he wants is his son to. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they are they are admirable sentiments. They really are. But the sentiments don't really fit Eddie, the fictional character. I mean, what's Eddie ever achieved apart from be a bloke who gets in a big costume and stumbles around on stage halfway through a fucking show? Um, I mean, great piece of artwork. I love Eddie. Everyone loves Eddie. Am I about to? I'm not that I'm going to have kids, but if I was going to would I be calling my son Iron Maiden? No. No more chance of me fucking calling a baby baby metal. See what I did there. Hey? Or calling your son Judas Priest. I mean, it's just this. Well, mind you, you can imagine that, can't you, in the uh, the old school register. Judas. Nobody wants to say, yeah, here, that, that's me. But imagine a school register in Bolivia, eh? Iron. <laughs> Iron. Has anyone seen Iron? Iron Maiden. Has anyone seen Iron Maiden? Yes, me, miss, three times on two, on two tours. <laughs> That's if there's if there's a dickhead class clown in that clown like there always is. It was me and mine. Um, someone's got to be doing that, surely. Someone's got to be trying that gag out. And if you are this kid, Iron Maiden, and you grow up, there's going to be many years in his upbringing where he's thinking, "I fucking hate you." Uh, his parents. I mean, let, let's face it. Most kids do that, go through that stage uh, anyway. But I mean, there's no point. There's no why invite it into your life by calling your son Iron Maiden. Makes no sense whatsoever. None. None whatsoever. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's uh, my my particular run over about uh, calling your son Iron Maiden. Seriously. Um. Anyway. Um, next up, it is our new regular feature. That's right, kids. It's time for Cancer Corner with um, with Dan Murray from Reanimator and 13. Um, or XIII, as I like to call them. XIII. Yeah, I, 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 I. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, uh, really good response from you guys um, from the last interview I did with Dan, um, and I'm not going to do too much of an intro because it, it, it's you know uh, it's all it's all in the in, it's all in the interview it's all there. So um, here's Dan and I's chat from just a few days ago. Hello, hello there. Now then, how's it going? Uh, not bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad, sir. Not bad. Well, that's good yeah, to hear. No, no, right. uh, this is a, this is a better line than last time. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's cut out a little a little bit, but um, yeah, can hear you a lot clearer. Cool, lovely, lovely. This is the same setup that I recorded um, recorded an interview with John Bush the other day. Oh, very nice, very nice, John yeah, Bush. Yeah, we, yeah, we had um, yeah we had a little bit of a chat. It was good. so yeah, you're you're on with all the stars. Howard Jones, ex Killswitch Engage, um, oh, yeah. J- John Bush, and you. Ah, very nice. I feel privileged. Well, as you should. Go on. <laughs> oh dear. So, um, yeah. I saw I saw your new haircut on um, on Facebook. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You look, you look, yeah, it's you the look, first time I've shaved my head. Do you know what? You look pretty mean. It was weird because it is like it, straight away. It looked like I can't remember what you looked like before because that suits you so well. <laughs> yeah, people come keep people come keep comparing me to Ed Norton in American History X. 
I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not. Yeah, I think so. Neo-Nazi connotations. No, oh, he's a beast in it. Oh no, I thought I thought that, that was great. I thought that was a real compliment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. so I'm just getting he's, he's starting to go quite patchy and stuff now. But uh, so it, it doesn't suit me quite as 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 well as it did. But um, but uh. yeah. So when you so when you say it's got quite patchy, is that is that well not quite patchy? It's definitely falling out. There's like you know I can see like you know it's just going like patchy, like the sides of my hair are getting real thin and stuff like that, like on the sides of my head and stuff like that. So it's 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 on its way. Oh yeah, it's like every time I like I'm, like because I'm working, I've been going back to work a little bit, and every time I put my head down on my desk, like if I'm looking down at something, it's just it's like it's like just like steadily just floating out of my head and landing on my desk and on my paperwork and stuff. Um, uh, that is that. Uh, do, does does everybody know at work what the situation is? Yeah, they do. Um, like, because uh, luckily the department I work in, there's only six of us in there. So, um, but like, just because of like just getting to know people and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, everyone like at, at the prison knows and everything. But um, yeah, like uh, because I can't get on public transport and stuff like that because the the like the the chemo kills your immune system and stuff like that. So like the girls and stuff that I work with, have, they've all, they've, they've, well, the ones that live near me have said, oh yeah, don't worry, we'll we'll take you to and from work and stuff like that. And so they know about it and they're all they've all been ace about it. So I think so. Oh, that is that yeah. is really cool. That is really cool. It is. It's it's it's, it's really considering the environment that they're working, and you'd think that they'd be all like sort of hardened and unsympathetic but it's like it's the complete opposite so yeah. i think that it, it makes them more they're all like more empathetic than they're a lot more empathetic than i would expect them to be well, so, well, so, just for the benefit of the listener you work you work um you work in a prison yes yeah i work at a prison at whole prison Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. That is that is kind of weird. I mean, I mean, the the whole not being able to get on public transport thing kind of kind of threw threw me there until you explain it, and then it makes perfect sense. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 There's, there's 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 things like it's they gave me like you know I think the last so they'd explained things that I can and can't do, and like obviously a lot of it is to do with because of how low your immune system is. Um, so you can't you can't have takeaways because you can't be can't be hundred percent sure of the the hygiene rating and stuff. I know I know they get rated and stuff now, but even still, I wouldn't wouldn't trust them hundred percent. They might have just had a good day when they got rated. So, but there's like you, you need to have freshly cooked food, so you can't have things like carveries where people can be sticking their hands into it all day and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So you've no public transport. Don't go places places like at peak times and stuff like that, like into town and stuff. Because it's in, like we've had to not gig in on the head and stuff like that while I'm going through it because she said this, you want she said you want people to be there to watch you and she said I don't want you around crowds right. so she said I, I don't want you gigging at all so yeah it's 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 just bizarre isn't it because all all of this is effectively because of the cure and what the yeah, cure, is, and what the cure is, is yeah. doing to you yeah. The, the cure is like more more brutal than the cancer, really. Apart from the cure, actually, eventually makes you better. It's just in the in the short term, it's more brutal than like I suppose the the, the effects of the cancer sort of thing. 
apart from the cancer could like lead to death <laughs> well yeah there is that and and that is quite yeah. horrible that that's quite a nasty side effect isn't it yeah, um, slightly. I mean, it's it's it would it's one to avoid. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely on yeah. the list of one to avoid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how have you have you found have you found the cancer kind of? Oh, sorry, not the cancer. Have you found the chemo sort of affecting your moods and stuff? Um, not too bad to be fair. I mean, the the first week you're pretty much a zombie anyway. Um, oh look, mate, I've met you several times. Fucking. Yeah, Zom- yeah, zombie spot yeah, there, there wasn't so much difference anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So there was less pinch harmonics on the on the guitar. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, like the first the first week or so, you just you you you, you kind of you just completely out of it. Um, and then because of the steroids that you put you, I was actually expecting to be a lot worse on the steroids than I was. I was actually quite calm, but it was then after the steroids had stopped. Then I started having the withdrawals and stuff like that, and then that's when my mood started going. I was really, I snappy, you know. If somebody said something that I thought was stupid, I was like, "What the fuck are you saying that for? It's stupid, obviously, you know this stuff." But like um, a stroppy teenager, but <laughs> again, that's not too much difference how I usually am. So. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the moods generally, I, I was I was all right apart from just having them a few days of withdrawing from the steroids, and then then I did the mood stuff. The mood swings kicked in a little bit, but I just tried to stay away from everyone because I just thought it's not their fault that they're being fucking stupid while I'm on the steroids. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, it yeah. is how many how many rounds of of chemo have you had since um since well since it started? Uh, just the one so far. They're every three weeks, so I've got my next one on Monday. Oh, so that'll be my second one. Looking forward so. to it. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's a shindig. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it? I mean, is it? Is it like you see in kind of like you know in in? Well, I was going to say in the movies in Breaking Bad. Do you know what I mean? Are you are you, are you sat there in kind of like a a room full of people and are you all are you all sort of just wired up to machines and? Uh, you know? Yeah, yes, yeah, you are basically. Um, yeah, it's it, it's weird. Um, like the, the first the first session that you do. They do it a lot slower because they're like they're gonna they're trying to see how you react to it because obviously a lot of it's it, it's really bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they're trying to see how you react if they react to you react to it so they drip it in really slowly. Um, and so you you sat on a bed for like the first one because you're in there for like eight hours. But once you've once they've done that, then the next ones only take two or three hours, and you just sat in like an easy chair hooked up to a drip that you can walk around with and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit like that. I'm breaking bad and all this stuff. And like, even when my hair started, I texted my mate when my hair started falling out, saying I've just had a proper Walter White moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I just need to start going cooking mess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why not? Um, yeah. so is it kind of like, well, you know, how did how did it actually how did it actually feel? Do you know what I mean? Is it like I mean I've had a, a few operations in my time, or had morphine and stuff, and that feels I always think right. that feels like sort of ice cream being sort of pumped into your veins. Do you know what I mean? It's kind yeah, of like yeah. is is it um, is it you know is that a relevant comparison? What or is or is is it no feeling at all? What is, how is it? Well, there's there's because there's the the, the regime that I'm at, I mean, why well, I didn't know that there's there's absolutely loads and loads of different uh, chemotherapy regimes and stuff like that. But the one that I'm on, there's five different drugs that they pump into you on the drip. 
Um, and so one of them, like the first one, you don't feel at all, apart from I had and I had an allergic reaction to it um, where my throat started swelling up and my started itching like real hay fevery sort of feeling and stuff like that. But apart from that, you can't really feel anything like going into your part. The, the main one, this, in between each drug, they, they sort of pump you full of saline to like sort of flush your veins out again. So that one's cold. Um, but then there's another one. Uh, I can't remember which one it is, but you get this, like it's a real sort of burning sensation in your hand and like up your wrist and stuff like that. And it's like, it's not like a dull burn. It's like a sort of spicy sort of burn. And then there's an, I don't know whether it's the same one or not, but there's another drug as well. That's like um, the nurse compared to, compared it to like brain freeze or if you sniff like uh, pepper and it's, it's like, you know, <laughs> that burning feeling in your nose and your eyes and stuff like that. So it, 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 you get some weird things. So have you ever so have you ever sniffed pepper? Was that was that a useful comparison for you? Yeah, yeah, and it's my party trick and sniffing pepper. It's, uh, I, it's you know if the um, if I'm not getting enough attention off the ladies and stuff like that, then I'll start <laughs> resorting to sniffing pepper. Uh, well, we've we've all done it, mate. <laughs> it, it we've all done worked, it. But one day. More yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one day you're gonna get some <laughs> stupid bastard think it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, in, in well, all yeah. in, in all seriousness, with 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 Monday approaching, is it like are you kind of mm. like looking at the clock? Are you counting the hours, or are you just trying to? Are you still in a stage where you're just trying to maintain a, a, a normal life as long as you can? Yeah, it's. Oh, it's, hang yeah, on, I'm, hang on. I'm trying to. Uh, fucking. Uh, right here we go. Uh, we're 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 back again now. <laughs> We're back again. Yeah. So you no, still are you still just um, trying to ma- maintain a normal life? Yeah, I'm, 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 that's what I'm trying to do. As I say, I've been back at work all this week. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do things where I'm kind of rebelling against it a, a, li- a little bit. Where like, fair enough, if I can't go to places at so and so time, like if I can't go up to tea at certain times because it might be too busy and stuff like that, then I'll I'll book to go somewhere a bit different and maybe somewhere even a little bit nicer, but we'll book a private room so there's not many people there. Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm trying to find little ways to rebel against it a little bit, like and just to sort of defy it a little bit. It's sort of to keep me on morale up as much as anything. I think that's That's totally you know, it's one of them you have to give it them little fuck yous sort of thing just to sort of not let it get the better of you. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I get that absolutely. But well, you you have. I mean, you've got to try and keep some sense of normality, like you say, because it, yeah. it's 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 just keeping your sanity, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because it it does. It, 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 if you let it, it can one hundred percent put your life on hold. I mean, I I had a bit of a sort of strapping moment on Saturday, uh, just gone because I was like, I was finally, I'd finally gotten past the withdrawals and stuff like that, and I felt I felt all right. But I was just like, I can't go anywhere. I'm, and the, the weather was real nice and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't go anywhere. It's a Saturday. And I can't go out anywhere because of this fucking shit. Yeah. And I got a bit pissed off with that. But then afterwards, I was just like, right, I need to find something else that I can do instead. Because yeah. if, if I just keep thinking like that, then I'm just going to get miserable. And that was why I've made a point of going back to work and stuff like that. Just so I can, partly so I can get out of the house. But obviously, the people there are all ace as well. So I like hanging out with them and stuff. But... Yeah, it's, it's as I say, it's fear and sanity as much as anything, and just trying to find things to keep your morale up and stuff. I see, I, I yeah, see. I think that's one of the things that don't get discussed as much is all the shit that goes. The shit that goes through your head is 
almost as stressful that the, the the physical things that they, they put your body through. Yeah. So I think I think that doesn't get discussed enough, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've tried to why why I've started doing them video blogs and stuff like that because, as I say, the stress of it doesn't get discussed enough, and. Yeah. So. Well, it, it's, yeah. Di- Diary of a Mad Dan. Very good. Love the yeah. title. <laughs> Love the title. <laughs> the most generic metal blog name ever. But I had to do it. Did you did Did you come up with that yourself, or uh, was I it? Did, yeah, I was just. I was just. I, I can't remember what I was doing. I just went. Oh, that's what the blog needs to be called. <laughs> yeah. These. The. the yeah. It, it was a moment of inspiration, is what you're saying. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, good for you, mate. Good for you. Yeah. Um, how's it How's it going? Have you Have you had much reaction to it? Yeah, people seem to be taken to it quite positively. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to not sit there and like, be like, oh, how awful is this? I'm just trying to be matter of fact about it, and I think people kind of appreciate that. Um, and I've, you know, people are always <laughs> there was a, a woman I work with. She said she'd let her ten year old daughter watch it, and I'd said at the end of, I'd said during the first one, I'm going to try and keep the swearing to a minimum. You did, and yeah. And said her daughter had said, oh, can you tell him we want more swearing? And she's like, you're 10. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed to be listening to those words. But, uh, yeah, people seem to be taking to it quite well and stuff like that. So, oh, that's, yeah, uh, I've had some pretty decent reactions to it. I've, I've tried posting it on Twitter, like like you said, but people yeah. aren't taking as much notice. I've been hashtagging and shit. But, yeah, I but, think... Um, uh, well, Facebook, it seems to be quite popular. Yeah, yeah, it's been. I mean, I've I've had some feedback which I've forwarded to you as well, and um, you know the uh, the bollockers yeah. see out there listening seem to have um, see, seem seem to be kind of well, really really reacted to it very positively, and um, yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I think it, yeah, it, it, it's 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 weird because I, I think certainly so far the kind of the chats we have it's not it's not kind of like it's not mawkish it's not like i'm trying to kind of it's not like we're trying to sort of um uh, you know it's not rubbernecking do you know what i mean no yeah i think the last the last thing that you need with stuff like this is sympathy I've, i've said like i think one of the other good things about working in the prison and stuff like that is the sense of humor there is absolutely beyond brutal and that was, yeah. that's been one of the best things for me because if people are sat there going, oh, poor you and stuff like that, I'll start believing it and I'll start feeling sorry for myself, yeah. sort of thing. So they're like, and me mate, me and mates as well, and me, me even my family and stuff like that, they take the piss out of me for having cancer, but it's fucking great. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it keeps my morale up and I take the piss out of myself for it. And yeah, it's, it's one of them things. I don't want to be sat there, people feeling sorry for me. Because I think that's that's one of the worst things that you can have, sort of thing. So, as you say, you start feeling sorry for yourself. Well, it may it also it may it makes light of it, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, essentially, yeah, exactly. it, it's no you know it's like it's no different to people taking a piss out of some new clothes you've bought or a haircut which you've obviously got yeah. as well, or or, or anything yeah. else. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like but, uh, it's it's basically yeah, yeah. you've just basically you've just added to your mate's arsenal of reasons why they can take the piss out of you. Exactly, yeah, and, and they've jumped on that um, quite vigorously. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, well, look, mate. Um, I'm going to let you go because um, right, I've got to press on as well. As you know, I've got to fuck off to the studio now um, in Wales. Oh yeah, have fun. Let us know how it goes. And, uh, I will do, mate. Well, look. As soon as I've got a final mix, I'll send it to you. And if and if and and if that doesn't make you feel like cancer's maybe the best option. 
Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what will. Absolutely. Um, just one more thing before I go. Yeah, no, go, go. Please um, do, please do. Um, I, I posted a link in the second video blog that I did. Um, my cousin's husband is what is walking the Yorkshire Three Peaks to raise money for Macmillan. He's doing it in my name, but I don't, obviously I don't get any of the money. It's all just going to Macmillan. Oh, that's a load so, of bollocks. Is there any chance you might be able to post a link on that? Because he's yeah. getting near his target. Yeah, of course, so, of course, of course. Um, so, well, look, just 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 send me the link, um, and I'll make sure yeah, that you know it, it goes up, and I'll 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 put it everywhere, and I'll put it on the Acid Rain page and everything else. And um, as you saw, I, sh- I shared the last one on um, on the Acid Rain page, and I'll keep I'll keep you know keep posting everywhere, and um, you know, let's look. Good luck for Monday as well, mate. Oh, nice one. Thank you. Cheers. No worries. No worries. Just you know, try not to fall over or fuck up anybody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, try, I can't guarantee that. I'm, I'm working <laughs> hard on it, but <laughs> all right, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, listen. Well, look, you cancerous bastard. It's um, it's it's always a pleasure. It is never a chore. Absolutely, absolutely. Take it easy, mate. Yeah, Good you too, again. dude. All right, take care. Later, dude. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye, bye. Okay, so before I forget, because uh, you all know what my memory is like, um, here is the um, link that Dan was talking about. I will post this as well, um, but I need to get this out there now. It is, uh, so go to justgiving.com. Doc, doc, that sounded like .com, didn't it? That really did. This, It's uh, it's not a podcast, it's a porncast, .com. Um Sorry, this is it. this is serious stuff. Um, it is um, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Dan hyphen the man. And Dan is capital D hyphen capital T for the capital M for man. So that is justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Dan hyphen the man. Man, the man is one word, but with a capital T and a capital M. So there you go. Um, yeah, another um, inspirational piece of um, uh, uh, of how to deal with a life threatening illness and the um, and the horrendous fucking cure from down there. Um, and, and Dan has actually had his hair cut. Um, balls. Fucking cable fell out the back of the mic, and this and this mic's on the way out, and my fucking laptop has crashed. So I've ha- I actually had to save that whole podcast, hoping that it would still survive, and then close the program, open it again, import it all, and now I'm back. Um, so yeah, curse of technology. Oh, it's good when it works, isn't it? Hey, that fucking that's come back to haunt me. Um, anyway, not about me. This is about Dan. Dan has um, had another serious haircut since um, since we had that conversation. Um, and, uh, but he's, I mean, he's just, well, look, you heard the interview. I don't need to go on about it, do I? Really? Guy's an inspiration. Simple as fucking that. Um, anyway, oh, well, given the trivial problems the rest of us have, I know we all have problems. They all seem like dreadful, but you know, oh, there's always somebody worse off than you, isn't there? I fucking hate it when people say that. Now I'm quoting it. What's wrong with me? Um, anyway, guys, uh, I realise this is um, a, uh, a shorter podcast um, than usual, but um, such is life. I've been a one busy motherfucker. I'll make it up to you. What can I say? Um, already got uh, interviews lined up for uh, next edition and um, 
my good friends Chuck and Godless. Still looking forward to getting them on. Hopefully that will be next month. So that'll be a good one. That, 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 that'll be a proper all-round jibber-jabber about everything you can imagine. Um, all that remains to say is thank you very much, as always, to all of you for listening, for downloading, for... Yeah, streaming, whatever. Um, but seriously, thank you very much. Please do spread the word. The more you spread the word, the more listeners I have, the more power it gives me to get even bigger and better guests on for you. Um, so uh, please do um, go and visit Dan's um, uh, Just Giving page and please do give generously. I will be doing exactly that. And I'm a Yorkshireman, so what's your excuse? Um, and once again, look, it's cool. I love being in your ears. It's an absolute fucking privilege, whether it's your earbuds or your stupid fucking iPhone, fucking knobs, whatever they're called. I don't know. They've come up with some stupid name for their latest ear uh, earbud ripoffs. But anyway, um, please do um, spread the word if you can. Really appreciate. It. And let's please let's remember, okay? If we're at a gig, somebody shout bollocks. Somebody shout, bollocks back! And somebody shout, talking bollocks! That'd be awesome. And talking bollocks baseball shirts are in the works. Oh my God! What a fucking absolutely brilliant thing that is to hear. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wow, I can't wait to buy one of those. You're going to post all over social media about how you're going to buy one of them. You're not going to fucking buy one. Like them bastards I was talking about earlier. I know that you're good to your word all of you people so please do um uh, when i do post uh, post them up uh yeah look, oh, look if you want one get one if you don't fuck it i don't care if you buy it clean your fucking car with it whatever anyway um it is an absolute pleasure to be in your ears as always um it really is i still can't believe i'm doing this all these years later all these years sound like i've been doing it for a fucking century don't I? um but uh, look the um uh, it's time for the song, and appropriately enough, it is by Armoured Saint. It is off the live album, which is Carpe Noctum, live. Carpe Noctum, live, okay? And believe it or not, this is a live track. See you next month. This is See You Next Month. Talk to you next month. This is What Other Track Could I Possibly Play? March of the Saint. Okay, just listen back to that audio, and by the sounds of it, my mic is fucked. Um, so I'll, I'll try and get a new one for uh, for next month. Okay, this is March of the Saint, and I've just listened back to that bit of audio, and it sounds all right. So maybe the mic's not for I don't know. I, I guys, I, I need to get out of here because you know my fucking laptop's going to blow up or something soon. Um, okay, this really is third time lucky, March of the Saint. <laughs>